You're listening to the Bahai World News Service. We're thinking about concepts and we're thinking about what are the underlying assumptions that we're making in our work and how if we take time to reflect on those things, that will necessarily change our action. And I think one of the ways that we've expressed this in the past is that there's sort of this intimate connection between language and consciousness. That was May Lample and PJ Andrews from the United States Baha'i Office of Public Affairs. They've been organizing a special kind of gathering in Washington, D.C., bringing together representatives of national faith-based organizations to talk about race. It's one modest example of how Baha'i institutions are trying to contribute to the discourses of their society by aiming to elevate discussions above acrimony and contention. And you'll want to read this story complementing this podcast at news.baha'i.org. It provides some historical context. The way that we understand the world and the way that we, that these underlying assumptions that guide our thinking actually have implications in the way that we carry out our actions in the world. Thought and action are closely connected, they said. And if humanity wants to see changes in how people act, people should examine the thinking behind what they do. Essential to this examination is rising above the contention that is so common in discourse today, especially around race in the United States. As such, the Baha'i Office of Public Affairs is trying to create a collaborative community that is open and not judgmental. They're trying to promote an attitude of mutual support, aiding the work of various people and organizations working toward race unity. The Office of Public Affairs has been all over the country for the last couple of years. They've been attending major conferences, meeting with prominent thinkers and journalists, collaborating with civil society and faith-based organizations. They're trying to gain a deeper understanding of race and trying to contribute insights from the Baha'i teachings. Yeah, the discourse on race in America has sort of resurged into the national consciousness with a sort of rash of killing of black men and women and also a rise of white nationalism in the country. And so it's really unavoidable to have a conversation about race in America, and we feel there is a lot to contribute from the Baha'i perspective. So the Faith and Race Dialogue uh, has been going on for two years. Um, they happen quarterly, and there's we've had about eight. So it started at the very beginning of 2017. Um, and the idea was just to be able to create a space where there could be sort of an ongoing conversation Um, with a group of national faith-based organizations who are interested um, in uh, in exploring and identifying the relationship of the faith community and the elimination of racism. There's a few things we do when we're participating at the level of discourse. Um, One is we have the opportunity to share principles and spiritual themes from the Baha'i faith. The other is sharing Baha'i experience. But it's also another thing that we do is helping to introduce ideas at the level of process. So that's something that we do in the faith and race dialogue. So we're creating a space that brings together people from a diversity of religious groups, race, age, to think, um, to consult on a topic that is personal to the participants who attend and also that people feel is crucial, um, continues to be crucial at this stage in the United States. So we decided to create like a half day sort of seminar environment um, where we, we open the space up for an extended period of time. There's sort of a spirit of hospitality involved. So it's at 
our office or at one of our collaborators' offices. Um, we provide breakfast so everyone can come and just sort of get to know each other a little bit more informally and eat together. We wanted people to sort of uh, also just be able to we'll, we'll un- sort of unload a little bit and just really share what's on their heart and mind when it comes to just what's been going on with race in America. Um, and so, you know, we, we sort of say that this is a, a, a not for attribution space. We call it an open forum. And usually that goes for like 30 minutes. It's meant to be more deeper and reflective, understanding that this is a longstanding issue. Um, and that we're sort of trying to remove ourselves from the, the urgency of the political moment, as important as that is. Um, you know, we sort of talk about how we, we're not going to, again, attribute this to anyone externally, so you should feel comfortable to speak, ex- you know, to speak about this, to speak openly and freely. I think this idea of developing a sense of community and thinking about each other as friends also came out of a conversation that happened during the open forum where it felt like people were speaking on the same issue from different perspectives and someone said that I can see both of these perspectives because I know I know this person I know their heart so I know where they're coming from so even though I agree more with the other perspective I can understand this person because I know them and so then they they offered the idea that like what if we had a space to actually get to know each other more as people? Because when you are having difficult conversations that feel very personal to people, we have a, we have a tendency as human beings to be able to be more empathetic and understanding when we know someone's life experiences and we know their heart. Then we, we don't take it as personally. As so many discussions today tend to occur in echo chambers, the participants in the faith and race dialogues are thinking how to avoid this thoughtfully inviting a wider range of social actors from civil society organizations, faith-based organizations, the media, the government, and more. For us, I think an area of learning that we've been feeling recently is how do we bring people who are not invested necessarily in the conversation of race and the role of religion in addressing racism and eliminating it, how are we intentionally reaching these people? How are we trying to identify receptivity among people who are traditionally considered unreceptive to discussing racial justice and inviting them to this space? So how are we talking through obstacles that we may see in inviting those people? And how can we reflect as a group about our process about inviting more people to this space? So it's not just that we're coming to read a paper and reflect on that paper and affect our thinking, but that we're actually learning over time in a process of action and reflection of how to expand this space, how to bring more people to this conversation over time, and to do so in a way that allows for everyone to have ownership over that process. This example of the faith and race dialogues is one of the many contributions Baha'is in the United States are making to the discourse on race unity. Deep-rooted social challenges don't just change overnight. Society's structures and people's patterns of thought need to transform. The faith and race dialogues are one way that the Baha'i community is participating in this transformation formally at the national level. Since the time of Abdu'l-Baha, Baha'is in the United States have been trying to address the problem of racial prejudice, which Shoghi Effendi has described as the most vital and challenging issue confronting the American Baha'i community. Throughout the country, many individual Baha'is, through their professions, different programs and initiatives they're involved in, are trying to help create racial unity and harmony. 
At the same time, Baha'i communities at the grassroots are trying to draw insights from the teachings of the faith to address issues of racial prejudice that arise within their personal lives, among community members, in social settings, and in the workplace. You are listening to selections of an interview with representatives of the U.S. Baha'i community. To listen to more podcast episodes, visit news.baha'i.org. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends. The music in this podcast is by Lee Rosevear, used under a Creative Commons license.